Life Group leaders and hosts. We are in week six of our leader guide, if you can believe it. We're looking at Nehemiah 11 and 12 this week. The icebreaker question, what is important to you about the places in which you've lived? By answering this question, we get to learn more about each other, sharing the places we've lived, and why it's important to us. This can lead you in a discussion about the Israelites and how they made plans to strategically populate the city of Jerusalem. So maybe what you've found important about where you live uh, can correlate to what the Israelites found important about where they were living. Okay, so take some time to pray and then jump into the scripture. I have broken it up for you, selected some passages that you can read out of the f- two chapters uh, and not, not go through the entire two chapters. Uh, that would take a little while, so feel free to pick and choose what passages you'd like to read or reread at your discretion. Uh, our first question is the standard, what stood out to you in this section of scripture or from Sunday's sermon? So I'm going to jump to question two. Just as Israel dedicated themselves joyfully to God's mission, what does this look like for modern day Christians? So the purpose of this question is to discern the principles we can see from Israel's dedication to God and then apply them to our own experience as modern day believers. So Pastor Nate talked about a couple of ways that the Israelites committed themselves to the mission of God. First, they took on the responsibility of pilgrimage to Jerusalem. Modern day Christians are to make pilgrimage to the nations. Um, So this is the idea of making disciples along the way. Second, Israel accepted an uncomfortable, hard, small, and hostile environment in which to live and honor the Lord. So in a similar way, we need to be prepared to live in these conditions as is necessary for the advancement of the gospel. So if you want to go deeper, you can take this line of thought even further and ask the question, what does it mean to you that Christ calls believers the light of the world? So how does Mark 5.14 resonate with you personally? How would you articulate the mission of God in your life to another believer? Encourage your group to consider the roles and the jobs that they have, as well as spiritual gifts and disciplines that they've been given individually and corporately all these things in order to shine bright for Jesus. These questions would be well suited for partner sharing, i.e. sharing with the person next to you. All right, question three. What are some of the reasons you have to praise God today? What are some of your favorite ways to praise God? The goal of this question is to testify to the reasons that we have to honor God, as well as the manner in which we choose to do so. Just as the Israelites were dedicated to praising God for his goodness towards them, we are also in a position to thank God for his favor towards us. This question is very open-ended. You'll have a variety of answers. The stories of praise can be simple ones of God's provision for a day, or it may be more in-depth experiences of healing or transformation. It will also be a blessing to hear about the different ways that people praise the Lord, whether in song, written or spoken word, physical movement, creative or artistic expression, etc. Encourage your group to try one of these out together as the Spirit leads. Alright, there's two ways with this question you can go deeper. First, you can go deeper with the idea of praise. If you want to continue to brainstorm ways to praise God, keep the conversation going by asking people to share about a new way they would like to try this week to offer praise to God. 
If you'd like to go deeper with the idea of testimony, think about this. The biggest reason we have to praise God is for our salvation. If you have not yet had the opportunity for group members to share their personal testimonies of how they came to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, this is a great time to try. As a leader, you will want to keep in mind that you'll need to budget an appropriate amount of time for this. The more people there are in the group, the less time each person will have if everyone is going to share in the same week. All right, question four. What hopes do you have for your future that you can entrust to God today? So the goal of this question is to encourage group members to trust God with their hopes and dreams for the future. So many of us have hopes, dreams, goals, aspirations for the future. Sometimes we may forget or have a selfish tendency to keep these hopes and dreams to ourselves. The truth is that we are blessed when we seek the Lord with our desires. According to his will, he grants us favor that we may proceed in the direction he would like for us to go. As we seek him in prayer, he also spares us from making decisions that will not lead us in the way that we should go. Hearing the hopes that are in the hearts of your group members will be a beautiful way to draw nearer to God and to one another. If you'd like to go deeper with this question, consider the following verses, Psalm 37, 4, Proverbs 5, 3, 5 through 6, and Romans 12, 2. Think about what these passages say about trusting God with our future. Ask your group to read them and talk about what stands out to them. Question five, what is one thing that you are going to do after studying this passage? Is there a promise to claim, a pattern of thinking to change, or a situation to entrust into God's care? Invite the work of the Holy Spirit into your life this week as you yield to him. The goal of this question is to just encourage your group to share how they're going to apply the truths from this passage into their life and relationships. Whatever the applications may be, encourage your group towards living out God's word, reminding them that it's the Holy Spirit that empowers and equips us to follow his word. Be prepared with a couple points of application that you can share to get things started. And this might lead you well into your prayer application for the week. So in our study this week, we spoke of ways to dedicate ourselves to the practice of praise. As you spend time in prayer with your group members this week, encourage them to have at least one item of blessing for which they can praise God. Um, Whether your group members write their praise or say it aloud, be sure to provide an opportunity for them to express it in the manner most appropriate for them and for your group. You may also consider making a praise banner, which is simply a poster or a large piece of paper in which you all write words or phrases of praise. There, If there are any other creative ways you'd like to praise God this week in your prayer time, go for it. I do encourage you finally to check out the leadership notes about leading a reconciling community. This was an awesome little article written by one of our coaches, Daniel Chan. So I encourage you to go to the printed leader guide and check that out. There's also some great announcements for Easter weekend, uh, mid-quarter life group, and growth night coming up here soon. So thanks so much, leaders and hosts. I really appreciate all that you do week in and week out and look forward to seeing you again soon.